Everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's why I don't write jingles. Uh, you know the story, guys. There's a guy named Ripley. He opened up a museum filled with all the curiosities he's collected throughout his travels. I never heard the myth. Uh, I'm making this myth up. Oh. <laughs> Terrible storyteller around the campfire. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is a lie. And in his travels, he encountered many objects and many stories that he was asked to believe or not. And he said, you know what? I'm going to bring this all to one place so that people won't have to get the uh, various shots I need to travel and uh, tra- you know, be on a boat for uh, eight months. So uh, he opened up the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California, which is a place where you can go to see all the oddities. It's the auditorium. It's a lot of fun. Go. Bring your, bring your kids. Bring your uh, significant other. Bring yourself. Uh, but bring another friend, because it's buy one, get one. Thanks to Star Trek The Next Conversation. After 5.30 p.m., two people can get into the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium at Hollywood and Highland. For only $20, an evening of entertainment and a lifetime of memories for only $20, sign me up. Just mention the podcast at the Ripley's Auditorium, and you will be allowed to view curiosities and wonders that will last a lifetime. Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. This is, of course, the greatest podcast in the universe that is devoted exclusively to this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. What if the entire series was all about identity crisis? (laughs) We did hundreds of episodes about this episode. I think that would be an interesting challenge. Oh, let's talk about the USS Victory, NCC 9754. Oh, Jordy was obviously posted there before the Enterprise. I also like that it's so redundant of many other themes in, uh, in other episodes, that it, that would be the one that we pick. I love casual Picard. Do uh, the Identity Crisis Minute. Oh, i got to call those Jaws people back. I apologize. I know you're listening. <laughs> are they? Uh, well, actually, at this point, they may be enraged and are no longer listening. Uh, Listen to the Jaws Minute, which I'm supposed to be on and I haven't been on. I can't wait to find out what minute you get. I, I, they were going to give me a Quint one. By my request, and then I it's not sucked into the swamp of work and such. It's hard not to get a Quint minute. I mean, he's on, he's in it a lot. He doesn't appear until like a third into the movie, does he? Uh, he appears maybe even halfway. Well, it depends on which cut you're watching. If you're watching the made the TV cut where he's going to the piano store to buy <gasps> wire, then I've he's never in there a little seen earlier. The extra scene, yeah. 
Oh, that's a great scene. Uh, yeah, he goes to buy piano uh, wire because that's the only thing that'll hold the shark. You know, people oh, use fishing line. He goes to buy piano string. Oh my god, that's such a great detail. And then his buddy's there with that weird orange hat. You know, the guy that's in the meeting, the town hall meeting. With uh, the guy who always follows him. Around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also a great detail. That what a looked, great movie. I gotta watch that again. It's the best movie ever. Um, and I mean that. Thought, I thought it was the best movie ever. I do not think it's the best movie Somebody ever. thought you thought it was the best movie ever? Yes. You would be right. Yeah. Because it is. Uh, no, well, they thought that I thought that. Which well, I who's the not. person? I They're dead to me. I don't remember because I don't remember. Were anything. they insulting you? No, like, they were compliment. I don't know. They were just saying as a as a thing. Where are you where people are saying these things about you? I don't know. Work. <laughs> Out and about. Hey, you know, Andy's favorite movie is uh, Jaws. All right. What do you want for dinner? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in context. I just don't remember the context. Context is for Kings. The next episode of Star Trek Discovery. If you're on the Patreon. Anyway, Andy. Yes. What's happening here? USS Victory. Should people watch the Identity Crisis episode? Well, that since our entire asked. show is yeah. devoted to this episode of Star Trek, yes. Well, what if every single episode of this podcast was not dedicated to it? Uh, See, I'm curious what Matt Myra says about this. It's very skippable, watchable. Middle of the road, I think. Yeah middle of the road he's really thinking about it yeah with his samurai warrior t-shirt <laughs> my parents got it for me <laughs> i think from japan they tell me where they go and i honestly i tune most of it out you think it was and japan go, okay let me know when you're back you think it was japan or you think it was the village and they're like oh we've got to get andy something <laughs> it's entirely possible um okay so it is uh we're past the halfway point now Star Trek The Next Generation you're a seven, it's a seven season show Andy you're halfway through the series okay what do you think so far <sighs> yeah what's Andy's halfway point check in people have, people have asked me um we're definitely well, these are into the the prime episodes right this is Star Trek I mean, this is yeah. If, I mean, if four we or five. were we were having a conversation around this, and like, if it was like, this is the sitcom, never changing version of Star Trek, other than the fact that Wesley's not here right now, mm-hmm. we're in that, right? You mean meaning this is where everybody hit their groove, character wise, etc. I guess I feel like for a an hour long series, there's a point in the series where it's like when you think of that series, you think of that time on the series, like the that's the. Yeah, That's the uh, essential time on the You know series. what's funny is visually for me when I think of the series I really sort of tend to think of um, season 5 and 7 visually. Interesting. What's this distinction visually? Well season 7 I think of Worf with the longer hair and the ponytail. Oh yeah. That's how I picture Worf usually. Yeah. I, I, well I don't know. Even though he only had that for one season of TNG. Yeah, I don't think I think of him that way. Um, what is he still got? Nothing in the back now, right? No, he's just got. He's got like a like a just a little like bit a of, royal page haircut. He's got a flip. He's got a page boy That's not haircut. A flip. Page boy, yeah. It's a reverse Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> That's a flip. Curls in. Yes, she is a flip. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know what? It's not until season six where Troy starts wearing a normal uniform again. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to look that up. And visually, I sort of think of that, too. Like, when I think of Troy, I think of I think of Deanna Troy in her Starfleet uniform. I don't... Oh! Why did, yes! Why did it take her so, the, so long to put her in that? Do they explain it? Oh, you'll love it. Oh, all right. Never mind. Um, I asked too many questions once again. Yep. Um... <coughs> anyway, I... It's weird. I will say this, and I'm having trouble evaluating where I am because I know I know probably what you nerds want is for me to go. I love it. I was totally wrong, and I will say that I was definitely wrong about my initial feeling of like this is going to be boring. That definitely is not true. I think it is artful and well executed, and good sci-fi and uh, great performances, and uh, mostly. Really solid storytelling, um, but there's definitely still a lot of stumbles and weird things, uh, weird choices. I think there's no ep- no season of TNG that has a uh, look at that all in their dress uniforms. Picard's got his cool suede jacket on. They're going to a party. Oh, come on, it's Riker. That's what Troy I like about season Worf seven. Picard. Why isn't Picard in dress? Well, Picard obviously probably just did some captaining stuff. I see. <laughs> I wonder what that moment is. It, I don't remember. So they're all you going, are. They're all going to something. Andy's referencing a photo I'm looking at on the internet uh, from season seven of the uh, Picard and uh, let's see, Riker, Troy, and Worf are in their dress uniforms, and Picard is in his greatest uniform. The I assume they are suede jacket. I assume they are talking about Picard is basically saying, "But how come I wasn't invited?" He's having an Andy moment. There. No one told me this was a formal thing. <laughs> um, for the record, I don't invite myself anywhere. I am not invited places. What is happening? Did this? Did you just unlock something I in think, your head that, that I think someone did you just trigger oh, yourself? Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> what? Because happened? I think I think someone texted or emailed me. Someone podcast related about me inviting myself, and I'm like, that is Matt fake news. That is not reality. Inviting myself to parties. It was it may by the 100%, 100 episodes ago. I don't know that I've ever actually said anything like that. I think you've truly just unlocked some no. sort of no, you internal struggle with yourself. You said it at some at some point. No, you podcast. love to go to pa- parties. But you said I invite myself to parties. Mm. <laughs> or basically you were implying. I think that's fake news. Whatever the case, that's what they interpreted you to be saying. Because that's what they're saying to and, me now. And then what happened? So someone then, someone then messaged you, emailed you. When was this, Andy? Recently. So someone recently emailed you. Yes. And said what? I'm going to unpack Andy for a second. They, they didn't either message me or it was something on Facebook where it was a commentary. Uh-huh, which was? Which was basically, or Andy will invite himself. <laughs> something like that. It definitely uh, was a reference. Are you, didn't, are you disputing that you had said it? Or you're... Maybe people are just contextualizing. I really don't feel like they were because that was how I felt at the time. That much I was triggered up. <laughs> well, Andy, uh, he doesn't invite himself to parties that, Yay! that, that I throw. <laughs> My name is cleared. Do you think I invite myself to other people's parties? I don't go to them, so I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, finally, after all these long episodes of, of being ostracized. 
uh, for this case, unjust In case accusation. any of you out there are wondering, um, maybe you're 18 years old and you're listening to this podcast, or maybe you're 16 and you like Star Trek, and you're just like, oh boy, uh, Star Trek's great. I'm going to listen to these guys talk about Star Trek. <laughs> and you're wondering if socially you're going to feel any better when you're an adult. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say maybe listen to another podcast. Yes. Well, yes, and Andy... Uh, Andy's here to tell you that uh, it doesn't get better. <laughs> Not for him. Not for him. He's still concerned about parties. And Other things get better. He's a full-blown adult if you're being, with a career and a home and a cat, and he's still concerned with parties. If you're being attacked for being unique in a in a in a rough high school, probably that will get better. If you're trying, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to deal with your internal struggle, <laughs> that's all you. <laughs> if you're worried about people posting parties on Instagram and you feel some pang of something that is like, why wasn't I there? That is true. That's that Andy. I, I do feel that. Andy I'm not feels saying, that. I'm not saying I'm not petty. I and, don't feel and that. Feel ostracized. Well, it's because you don't so want to go to parties. There's a world where you will not feel. You that. are invited to parties and feel pressured that you have to go. I yeah. am not invited to parties and feel left out. <laughs> That's the distinction. But you go to so many parties. <laughs> I d- this is the other fake news. I don't go to that many parties. Well, I guess anyone who goes to more than a party a year goes to so many parties to me. Because you don't want to go to the one. I don't go to... I don't Just like, you know what? People... We're cool. I'm a single person. I want to go to parties oh, and see human beings. So you're telling beings. me that when you weren't a single person and you were betrothed, you still didn't want to go to parties? Well, yeah. Oh, we got to get Andy a wife. Well, because we because I need we were to fix Andy. we were both depressed, Let's which is why Andy. we didn't stay together. Let's fix Andy, everybody. Not that I'm not depressed now, but I'm at a different. You know what? <laughs> My depression comes from different things. <laughs> That's right. Now it's all me. I have no one to blame but at me. First, I was depressed because I stayed home all the time. Now the I'm pro- depressed because I'm at parties too much. <laughs> I think the problem is this other person. No, apparently the problem is me. <laughs> all right, that was Andy's depression minute. Uh, tune That's in. You got next to look before to Joe's minute. Uh, doesn't. Quint seem depressed in this? Uh, well, yeah, he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Quint seems happy as a clam, so to speak. <laughs> happy as a shark? Until you figure out that he's dedicated his whole life to this PTSD moment he had at <laughs> the Indianapolis where oh, he literally yeah. has a shark. He's not happy. I guess he does have PTSD. <laughs> you are. You, the world through Andy's eyes. What a magical place it is. He's happy. <laughs> he lives on a boat by himself and drinks too much. He's happy. Yes, I, I mean he's a great character. I don't mean he's happy. <laughs> All right, Andy, let's talk about Star Trek. Is Shelby happy? I that's a great question. Is she? You tell me. She's very driven. Just in question whether someone driven is happy. Or trying to fill a void. Yeah. Speaking of voids, let's step into the void that is the Admiral's Club. Okay. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admiral's Club. You heard it in the song. Andy's going to ask. Matt! Yeah? How do they get into the Admiral's Club? Well, it's pretty easy, Andy. All they have to do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm just going to read one. It's from Dan Stern. He writes, Night, Andy. So deep-divey. I love the way they incorporate the clips. I wonder how it will go. In a year, when TNG actually gets good, can't wait to find out. This must be from a while ago. It's from a while ago. He well, look, it's all right. You can, he Admiral's. sent one in, and he said, 
You didn't say it. No. Why do you think? You actually just put it on the face group, again, and I saw it again. Andy's projecting no, a did, lot of yeah. internal Andy coming out no, here. I like people to feel like they're a part of it. What you're getting right now is a 9:28 a.m. Andy. This is me. This is I'm all vulnerable. <laughs> He's woken up. I don't have my shields up yet. <laughs> His turtle shell has yet to harden. <laughs> this, is, this is what you could, <laughs> ladies. If you woke up next to me, this is what you'd have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason why my marriage didn't work out? Possibly. Um, <laughs> what is happening to you a, right now? You got a lot of stuff swirling around. You inside. are internally Saturday, Andy. I don't know about him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a Tuesday, Andy. See, Matt doesn't want to see it. It's making I'll take Matt a Friday, Andy. He wants it all locked away. Well, I just want you to bury it deep or eat it like I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, you're gonna eat it later in the day. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I haven't drowned out feelings with food uh, yet. Oh, boy. Uh, we're ready to go into the, ma- the president's circle. That's fantastic news, Andy. Okay. Because the door is right here. By raising and lowering his desk. Uh, Christopher Fanegi, Lieutenant Christopher. Christopher Fanegi, how are you, buddy? Big egghead. Big egghead, that Fanegi. Oh, is he? Yeah. What are your hopes for the new season of Discovery? Um, And then he has a a follow up question about Avengers, which we can. My hopes are, Christopher, that they. uh, You haven't seen any yet either, right? uh, Correct. My hopes are that they uh, one day realize as they're getting close to the end of the season that they. Need someone to talk about it on television. <laughs> Seems like that is a, an element just outside the canon. Um, uh, look, I, I just, um, I don't know. I like the characters that we've set up, and I like the idea of uh, exploring them a little bit more. I'd like to see Saru mature as a captain type person. Very curious as to how Pike got on the ship and why he's there the only thing that I I saw a still image yesterday and he's in a discovery uniform out of his regular out of his gold uniform into a discovery uniform and I'm like my brain is now like now my biggest hope is they explain that (laughs) I think that was exactly roughly what I was going to say except I was sort of going to say it in sort of storytelling terms is just basically I I don't care what they do because uh, I think a lot of the plot turns they they chose in the first season really were satisfying and like oh that's great that they're doing that um, and the thing that I really want is just we're setting up this thing and then we're paying off this thing <laughs> we're setting up this thing and then we're explaining this thing which is I think um, basically what you're saying about the uniform thing. yeah my question though to you is how what the, do you like a season arc I my belief. Or do you like a bunch of mini arcs? My belief, and this is what I feel like very few serialized or even episodic television with some serialized elements ever do, is this is the thing we're setting up. This is the overarching thing. Maybe this is like a lost, like, we don't find out what the island is for a while kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But within that, if Jack says, I'm going to start a war, that's a six or seven uh, episode arc 
and then that one finishes and another one begins in the middle of it and you're following that so in the middle of the six or seven episode arc something else happens yes and so that starts a new strain but you're following that and then that completes in a satisfying way and maybe many of the strains come together at the end so of the you season like, you like little little arcs that start sure. between each other yes and they can go on as long as you want as long as you have a plan yeah and it's very difficult in episodic television or serialized television when you have more than say ten episodes uh, and they Likes a plan. New jingle. Yeah. Send it in. <laughs> Put that um, to music. Trumpets, please. And then the second part of his question is, what are you, which are you more excited for, Captain Marvel or Avengers Endgame? Matt? Uh, well, I feel like Captain Marvel is going to have to come before Endgame makes sense. <laughs> That's true. So, so Captain Marvel is the MVC. <laughs> yeah. Of, you know. Seems like it. So, you, so you're more excited about that? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know how much you know X Men lore. Do you load the character lore in X Men? <laughs> no, uh, do I do. I do you, know. X-Men yeah, pretty Rogue. Much. Rogue kills Captain Marvel, and that's how she gets the fucking ability of flight and all that shit. Right? That is who no. she absorbs those powers. Yes, from. correct. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all. I mean, not that they're ever going to have to write that in, but I'm just. I was just like thinking. Oh, that would be nice. Well, they're going to get X-Men back soon, so I wonder if they're waiting on that. You sound like a guy in our office who always assumes that's just happening. Oh, do you think it's not happening? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little... We're discussing the idea that Disney is absorb Fox. Or has it already absorbed Fox? Then people think, no. Oh, okay. Everyone talks like it's done. And it ain't it done, guys. Uh, the thing I'm excited for, can you guess, um, is finally the potential to have Disney just say, okay, let's release the first three Star Wars without his bullshit? <laughs> yes, but that is totally unrelated <laughs> to the topic. Oh, Fox. Fox I owns see. the first three. Oh, That's, that's the... why they can't do it. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I was going to say Fantastic Four. Oh. But Fantastic Four finally being good with the Marvel that. deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? Sure. Don't sure. you just want those on Blu-ray 100%. without the bullshit? It never even occurred to me that that's the reason. That's oh, yeah. So, it's so interesting. That's, like, been my dream since they announced they were possibly merged. That was the only thing I was really like, ooh. I can tell this is going to be a long before we get to the episode thing because I have another. I just, I just want to ask you. I know. You, we, don't, we, are, we, are, we have a hard pres- out. In the president's circle. Yeah. We've been doing marveling this month. We're going to be doing part two of uh, of the pilot, basically of discovery Binary and the lieutenant's stars. level, yep. and then in the president's uh, the president's circle. Uh, my question is: When Captain Marvel comes out, because I bought us tickets, mm-hmm. do you are we going to take a break and do Captain Marvel that month, or are we going to continue in order? I, I vote we do it. I, I we should probably just do it, right? Great, awesome. I'm excited about that. Like, it doesn't seem to be... They don't have to listen to that if they don't want to. But I feel like people are going to be interested. Although that one I'd be happy to put a vote up for. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Although... We're not taking a vote this month. When is that? we didn't have any time. We, our apologies. When does that movie come out? Captain Marvel. Um, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll okay. look it up. Very good. All right. The next... Uh, oh, these are Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees. The next one is uh, Lieutenant Andrew Prime. Comes out in March, Andy, March 8th. There you go. Right at the end of the season. So maybe we'll actually be able to see it. 
Um, oh, no, we'll still be working. We won't be able to see it. I got us tickets at something like 10, so probably what's going to happen is I'll say, oh, that way we'll be able to do it, and and Matt will go, yeah, I'll come. All right, maybe. Uh, can you get anybody else to come? Right at the last it's minute. It's too late. It's too late today. to see it by But I did, go to, I did go see Ragnarok. Yes. We've seen Ragnarok, Logan. Yeah. Both very late. And he's a late night. He's a, he's a night owl. I would not see them that late, except that's when we get out. Yeah. Um, Andrew Prime says, uh, hello, Mr. Secunda. Um, excellent adventure question here. No. Okay. Oh, maybe we should include Dory in this. She's just in the other room. Well, now I don't know where she is. I'm very curious. What her Go ahead. What's the this. question? When baby Kobayashi Maru, Myra, <laughs> is born. <laughs> Kobayashi Myra. Uh... Will I? He's asking, "Will I babysit? If I do, uh, I recommend you grab a stroll and take lots of walks. You might have Riker's charm, but a single guy with a kid is just as good on this planet." Cheers, FKA. Oh, he changed his name. This is Andrew the Street Saint. <laughs> Would you? Um, I guess it's use, primarily a question use for you. My child Would you allow as me? a pawn? In your, if I was allowed, I definitely would. Although uh, I don't, how does don't they think? Oh, that's someone with a wife or a or minimally a significant other. Maybe if you dressed in black, as though you were clearly coming from a funeral. <laughs> God, that's so dark. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad and alone. Yeah, except for my baby. You said like things in the yogurt aisle, like I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Your mom loved yogurt. <laughs> Does that appeal? I think that's the only way to let them know you're ready to mingle. Seems like that image is the only thing that is more to take on emotionally than me in the morning. Um, uh, anyway, I would have no problem uh, walking a baby, walking Kobayashi around. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be like Annie, just training him to take love him, me more than his parents. Take him to Target on a Sunday night. Um. Really, you'd let me, but but Dory yeah, would. Sure. Dory, look, maybe she'll be like, I, uh, I just don't want to hear this child anymore. Uh huh. Who knows? I feel like Dory is always subtly when Sunday she night says, Target. By the way, you love it. The most beautiful people on the planet are in Target on Sunday nights at f- like seven thirty p.m. I feel the same about CVS and Dwayne Reed. I, that's when. <laughs> sure, Dwayne Reed. Yeah. Why is that? Is that when the models come out to, like, oh, I got to get my stuff and I don't want to deal with the regs? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was there during the Golden Globes. Yeah. The uh, last couple weeks ago, whenever the hell that was, and I was just like, what is happening? Why are, did a modeling agency let a bus off here? <laughs> it's very strange. Men and women are just <laughs> totally. beautiful. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Why am I? <laughs> it's weird. I it, feel bad about being here. It's like a, it's like a, a, a movie version of, like, yeah. You know, where the extras are all beautiful. So, guys, if you want to go to that Target on Santa Monica and La Brea, Sunday night, see all the beautiful peoples. By the way, guys, this is what the show is like when we are not getting off of work and trying to cram it in. Um, so if you don't like how long it's taking to get to the show, <laughs> then uh, you should root for us to always be cramming it in at lunches and around the edges of the show. Anything. What is it? We're all done. Hey, how about that? Let's head out. We're in the Admiral's Club. 
קם. Oh, hey, Andy. Hi. I didn't mean to lock you back there. Yeah, it's okay. No, I was, I just, I'm sorry. I saw that they had homemade potato chips, and so I was just grabbing some before was that. Was it a thick cut? Yeah. I like a thick cut. Yeah. What was the flavoring? Was it just a sea just, salt kind of just, thing? Yeah, it was just straight. I mean, there was a, you know, they, they had a, a note on the replicator. Yesterday, there were hot dogs available at work. put a and, cage of uh, spice on it if you wanted. No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, there were hot dogs from Pink's at yeah. work yesterday, and... Um, you know, Andy and I sort of just stumbled upon it, like you would find a Coke machine in a in a new place you didn't know it would be at work. And Andy walks up to it, and I see him go, "Hey, I'm gonna get a hot dog." And then he walks over, and then I just hear him, her say "chili," and him say, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> just like no, uh, ugh, chili cheese dog from pinks Ugh. FYI Matt and I are in a weight loss competition <laughs> that is my level of control the competition is who can order more food trucks to undo Andy yep. uh, alright let's get out to that hallway alright and that's the Admirals Club Captain, Captain we are being hailed our first hail I like the surprise with which data says that yeah <laughs> it's like the first time the intercom has worked captain we're being hailed we definitely heard that episode i do wonder what was going on in that moment um our first uh hail is from david crimsley who says i was listening to devil's do uh while cooking dinner tonight one of the that he meant our episode one of the five star reviews talked about how he exclaimed "Secunda at work when good things happen." Yeah, uh, I flipped the this entire fourteen inch pan of hash browns freehand without spilling any, and exclaimed "Secunda, good times!" Um, and he sent a picture, which I will uh, post. It's a uh, you know, it's a fine, uh, it's a good name to yell out. Uh, I've kind of stumbled upon it. Um, now this one is long, a long voice hail. Uh, but it is from our statistician, um, uh, Lieutenant Brad Arrington. Is he just angry at us? No, but he has many, a couple of issues, not, wait, not wait, wait, concerns. Do we, does he need us to clarify some things? No, it's mostly him clarifying stuff for us for questions we oh, have. Oh, thank God. Go. We've batted around. But it's uh, it's just two minutes. I'm giving you a heads up. All right. Here we go. Two okay. minutes with uh, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Hey, Andy. It's Brad Arrington, uh, President, Lieutenant, Commander, Chief Statistician. <laughs> I wanted to give you an update on a couple of things. Esquire. First, for Galaxy's Child, Matt said I should decide the NBC because he wasn't quite sure how to split it. I'm going to split the NBC between Jordy and Dr. Brands. She had the idea to start with the milk, but as a designer, had no idea how to implement it. But is Brahms... Well, was she acting as part of the crew at that point? Well, here was my issue. She was not issued a comp badge. Right. I oh, is that like, the heart I of the I feel thing? like if you're not issued a comp badge yeah. on the ship, you're not a crew member at that point. Interesting. Okay. She just had a Tesla badge. So that's that's a question, but Brad. That's what I'm, so, Brad, you're going to have to call back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, I think he has another, uh, another thing he says at the end of the thing, which at least expresses his opinion, and I'd be curious to hear yours. It was only through Jordy's practical experience in space that her idea could be applied. I think that was part of the show's theme of theory versus practical experience mm. that they were talking about. Related to that, I'd like to reiterate an earlier suggestion to make MVC the most valuable character of the episode, ah. 
versus most yeah. valuable crew member. That right. might simplify things and trying to decide really would. who gets what. <laughs> Second, for night terror. But is that what you... It really would simplify You things. shot it down before. Most uh, valuable character versus most valuable I'm sure I did. Yeah. But, you know, if you can't grow and change as a person, then what are you? Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, I, I, I thought it was... Uh, I don't know if this is something we want to do a poll on, but that's something that's... Uh, and a lot of people I know have expressed this opinion that they would prefer that. But um, A lot of people you know. <laughs> a lot of people in our little tiny nerdy universe. Um, but um, it's... I thought it was almost the... It's the extra level of difficulty of, no, just these people. Here's You're what narrowing I'm the field. I'm imagining Andy walking outside, a la Tobey Maguire <laughs> in Spider-Man 3. Sure. Um, you know, dancing. Finger, finger points Maguire. at everybody, yeah. But I think what he's finger pointing at, this is, imagine Andy doing this, is people yelling at him, yelling things at him like, Hey, I love that most valuable crew member. <laughs> hey, don't forget, it can't be just a character. It's got to be on the crew. I have been recognized hey, Andy. at least twice since the beginning of the podcast. One time just because someone overheard me talking. Yeah, it's happened to me many times. Yeah, yeah but you have 900 podcasts. Well, I have years and years and yeah. years on you. I'm an old soul here. Sure. An old destroyed soul. But welcome to the world of people. Matt has some questions about how to split the MVC points. Not that he's actually going to care or remember, How dare uh, but you, the Brad? MVC can be <laughs> split right to uh, more than two people uh, as long as the total points equals one. It's happened a couple times before, like in Where Silence Has Leaf, uh, there was a three-way split between Picard, Troy, and Pulaski. Uh, there's been a couple other wacky splits that I oh. uh, took care of, too, so it's not a big deal. So we can split it any way we Third, want as I long as it adds up to one. That's about the podcast. As of the midpoint of TNG, which was First Contact, you guys have recorded 157 hours, 46 minutes of TNG podcasts, not including bonus content. Your average episode length is an hour, 46 minutes. Oh, God. But for season four, the average is up to two hours and 12 minutes. Oh, no. You're welcome. First Contact, you and Matt have awarded season four exactly the same number of Andes at 6.3 Andes. You guys are usually pretty close in your ratings, but I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, if you want any other stats about NBCs or the Andes or whatever else, 157 let me know and minutes. I'll see what I can put together. That's insanity. How? I'm here's my question now, uh, Brad. You maybe you can do this. Just I want an actual correct answer. How many episodes have there been that we've talked about? I guess is my question. Let's say there's been. What is the, what are the, there's 178 episodes of TNG, right? So the midway point would be fifth, eighty, like eighty, eighty, ninety, what like ninety? Let's say it's eighty-eight episodes. I'm just gonna. My math is not great. Um. So let's say it's 88 episodes times, let's say the runtime is 44 minutes, right? Yeah. Of, of TNG. Let me just see. That might have gone up or down based on uh, commercials, et cetera. Uh, so this one's 45, 48. Uh, so let's say it's a 45 minute situation. Uh
Andy. Yeah. We have talked about 66 hours of television programming in only 157 hours. <laughs> we spent 157 hours talking about 66 hours of television. We're both really sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. That is upsetting to the nth degree. Next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh what else is there, Andy? Anything else? Uh yes. Uh there is one from Andrew Hook, uh sometimes known as Captain Hook. Um <laughs> not an official title. Um and he says, uh, I really want to thank you for the podcast. This is a very nice. Um, I really want to thank you for the podcast for something I did not even realize I needed. Ever since I started listening, I've been thinking about my dad because TNG was something that he and I would watch together. So the last few years, whenever I hear you guys talk, it totally makes me think of my dad. However, I might need to take a few episodes off because yesterday he passed away after a very lengthy battle oh. with cancer. Um, I will be back listening to you too soon though but right now it's is a little fresh when i do come back i will let you know with another email and i will be back with my pirate speak as well he often speaks like captain hook uh live long and prosper andrew hook andrew our deepest condolences andrew word of advice skip this episode or at least jump right to when we start talking about the episode if it's yeah. too fresh i actually feel like he'd be safe in this episode because uh <laughs> Have we even talked about it for Star Trek very much? I think this is the safest Um, of episodes just for you, but uh, sorry to hear that. And I'm glad that we can provide remind you of your dad. Yeah, and hopefully uh, you come to find it even a little comforting. Um. Yes. Thank you, and so glad you're aboard with us. Uh, Now there is uh, just a couple of prime correctives. A couple. I think you're going to argue that they are. <laughs> I forgot that that one had all those little... No, stuff. I was oh, doing was those. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, apologies. It's kind of nice. Apologies if someone has already emailed you uh, about this, but on the Night Terrors episode, the reference to the Yo-Yo Dine Corporation was thought to be from Buckaroo Banzai. There's actually another level to it, the Yo-Yo Dine Corporation. Uh, Excuse me. Please. Okay. This is a prime corrective of Larry Nemechek, not Matt Myra. Continue. Did he say it was from Buckaroo Banzai? Oh, there you go. Uh, By the way, I also knew that you would object to this because it's not necessarily correction. It's uh, an addition. Um, But... Uh, the Oyodyne Corporation is because it was from Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, the Oyodyne Corporation is an invention of the, of Thomas Pynchon in his novel V, and then shows up much more prominently in his book The Crying of Lot Forty Nine. I wonder what that's about. He's my favorite writer, so my ears pricked up at the mention of the Oyodyne Corporation. All the best, Nathan Roberson. Um, Thank you, Nathan. You then, hear that, Nemechek? Add it. Revise that edition one more time. And the next one is from frequent hailer Gilbert Kennan, uh, who writes the pluralization. Is, is, uh, is this Beta Z, Beta Zoid again? No, there was another one that I came upon that was Beta Zoid, Beta Z, and I was like, I can't do that to people again. But uh, 
Um, particularly since, just so you know, guys, anyone who's writing about Betazoid, Betazed, we've had an episode where I pointed it out. They used it wrong in the space of like five minutes. They reversed themselves on how they use it. Um, whatever the case, uh, this was about us saying uh, is or are. The pluralization of collections is a messy part of English grammar with many disagreements. The problem here is whether a plural collection can be an object in its own right or if it is just a shorthand for referencing many things which share a property. We might rephrase either way as the only kind of dream I have is nightmares or the only dreams I have are nightmares. People will disagree, but both ways are fine. Thank you, Gilbert. You know what? I like the clarification on that. We were very in our own heads about the is are of it all. Um, the dreams I have are, is our nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> are you there? Where are you? Where, Two moods. Where is you? Now. <laughs> uh, I wonder if when they saw it, they were like, boy. They were. They as did. As far as I know, yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, folks, if you'd like to send a voicemail, send them to 816-TREK-TNC. Our Instagram. Oh, our Instagram. My boy, I am I am tearing it up on Instagram. Andy's doing 7 to 12 posts a day. It's crazy. I am. And you know what? What? I am still barely halfway through season one. It really seems <laughs> unlikely that I'm going to pull this off. I'm beeping. Because it's at, I know, because it's at 482, the Patreon counter. Yeah. So I have 18 joiners before uh, I have to share the keys with Matt, and he destroys the chronology. There's virtually no way I'm going to get it up to date, but I'm still hammering away at it, guys. Sounds like you're begging people to stop signing up for Patreon to give you more time. I'm a complicated individual. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I say? You know what I say? Give me them keys. <laughs> uh, it depends if you're on the side of uh, justice and right in the, uh, the defense of Gotham City or you want chaos. Look, you I want Joker like Bat- Myra I think, chaos. Like Batman himself introduces chaos. What do you mean? Oh, you mean he created Joker, that well, theory? Yeah, it's not a theory. It's, it's it, They need each other to continue to exist. Yeah, but it's chicken or the egg. Well, it's not chicken or the egg, though. Because Batman existed first. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he created Joker. <laughs> doesn't it, though? This was the Batman Minute. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, at Star Trek TNC. At Matt Myra is uh, the gentleman across from me. That's on true. Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My Twitter is at Secunda. Uh, for bonus content, shoot over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. And if you want to send us anything, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. Shoot us uh, an email to let us know it's coming. Or any other hails, please send to sttncpod at gmail.com. Andy, you seem really needy today. Oh. Well, I'm glad that it's only today, honestly, is my reaction to that. (laughs) Automatic defense procedures initiated. (laughs) I just wanted to say something. No, no, I just wanted to say something that would make that sound clip make sense. (laughs) I think that those should... If those came up all the time in my regular life... (laughs) Oh, here's one. Andy's Andy's driving into work. Ready? Here's one. Okay. The automatic pilot system is not functional. <laughs> He's late. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm most likely late. <laughs> uh, I'm having fun, guys, but 
it's you know it's more fun. You know it's more fun. Than is this. Saturday your favorite day, Matt? Uh, oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's know. The hardest I've ever seen him think about a question. <laughs> but what's funny to me is that after this, uh, a Gorley F. Gorley coming over. Am I going to get to see Gorley? What time? He's over at noon. I have. No, I guess. I'm and not. then I'm doing two of those, so it's like. Yeah, I'm in this chair for a while, so if I'm a little loopy, glad I'm getting fresh. Fresh apology, fresh legs, Matt. Uh, Andy, yeah, Matt. It's time to talk about this day okay. in Star Trek. We're talking about the week of March 25th, 1991. It was a little Gloria Stefan. Oh your, my God, did your she, country. Did she turn the beat around? Wait, is she from? Yeah, she's Cuban. Cuban. Um, no, coming out of the dark. Really? That's the one they all chose Sorry, that, that week? It's not the hit. Or is this also no, it's this a hit? Of course, the hit is number one. one. It's not it's the a little most, slower, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, not the most well known one. Hello? Oh, Maybe God. it is. I, I love, don't remember this. I love a, I'm not uh, a Miami Sound Machine guy. Somebody there? I love a, I love a pre music video. There's a story. A pre music video story. Does she appear like magic? Is that what happens? No, she appears like someone opening a door. like a Disney thing. Andy, stop um, watching it <laughs> and read the Oh, I'm words. sorry. Uh, I thought you wanted us to listen to the pre-story. Oh, I think that's it. I think it sounds like the... U.S. radios were tuned to Coming Out of the Dark by Gloria Stefan. Stefan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the U.K., The Clash was still on top. Well, should I stay or good? should I go? Good for you, guys. Um, you finally broke through. I find that the U.K. music choices in the 90s 80s, late 80s, early 90s. No, no. Are um, like when they like something, they like it for six months. Yeah. I wonder why. Like the uh, like that football song. Remember right. that That's soccer true. song that was like number one time. for 20 weeks? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Andy. The Spiritual Life of Children by Robert Coles was a bestseller, and Heroes on the Half Shell returned to the top of the box office with Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. The newly formed Silicon and Synapse Incorporated, which will later become Blizzard Entertainment, was developing their first other ever game for Super Nintendo, RPM Racing. It was the first NES game to be developed in America. Uh, the 63rd Academy Awards were held in Los Angeles. Major winners uh, were... Included Kathy Bates, Best Actress for Misery, Jeremy Irons, Reversal of Fortune, and the film Dances with Wolves, which took Best Film, Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, Kevin Costner, along with four others, to a total of seven Oscars. Whoopi Goldberg, our own Guinan, also Ghost. picked up, yes, Best Actress for Ghost. Um, and Guinan's appearances on TNG would become even more scarce. Oh, interesting. Time Magazine's cover featured a... That's a great, by the way, Matt Kirk. Or if you want to uh, submit to thisdayintrek at gmail.com directly to Matt Kirk, uh, anything that was going on in actors' lives or, or you know whatever in the world that tied into Star Trek, that's optimal. Um, Time Magazine's cover featured a man in a heated exchange uh, with the caption, Russia's Maverick, Boris Yeltsin, the bad boy of Russian politics. Battles Gorbachev in a crucial vote this week. That's it. I love news. <laughs> He's a real news junkie. You know me. <laughs> oh, boy. Dance with Wolves. I don't think I've seen that movie in 
25 years. You know what I'm thinking, Matt? <laughs> be a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, no, Andy. Okay, it's Identity even Crisis. I, even I don't want to do that one on the Patreon. Uh, this is directed by <laughs> Winrick Colby, teleplay by Brandon Braga, story by Timothy DeHaas, and here we go. LaForge is disturbed to hear from former shipmate Susan Leitgen that they are the only two members remaining from an away team sent to Turkanen 3 five years ago. The others are disappearing and apparently headed for the planet, initially investigated after a small colony disappeared there without a trace. On the surface, three shuttles but no life signs are found. Leichen tells LaForge she senses the others nonetheless. She then becomes unstable and has to be beamed to sickbay. Finding that Leichen's blood chemistry has been altered, Dr. Crusher guesses that the others have undergone the same process and have somehow been transformed to another species. Leichen worries that the same thing will happen to her and LaForge. After she makes a dash to get off the ship, Jordy finds her skin broken out in blotches and her middle fingers fused together. <laughs> LaForge working harder than ever finds a shadow <laughs> I noticed before on the team's video log tapes uh, indicating another entity nearby. Then he too falls ill and leaves the ship evolving faster than any of the others. Is that like a side like is that like a Jordy did it. No no is that like a Larry Nemechek uh, plot hole he's pointing out there that it was different I He's evolving faster than the others. They say it in the episode. Uh, meantime, Crusher lot. finds and removes a parasite from Lichen that had been rewriting her DNA. They beam down to the planet's surface where LaForge has been almost completely transformed. He is invisible except for the ultraviolet light. Hey, God. All right. Only his friend's coaxing brings him back in time to remove the parasite. It's the night yawning thing. It's been a while. That's Matt's thing in the morning. Um... <laughs> Matt's thing is yawning. Andy's is deep depression. <laughs> we all got our things. <laughs> okay. Uh, look. Here it is. That's all I have to say. Tarchanon 3 investigation. Stardate 40164.7. Ensign Anthony Bravel recording. Lieutenant Susanna Lighton in command. Oh, no. You Captain running, Bravel? Yes, Lieutenant. All right. All right. Check buildings four and five. Just like all the others. No phaser hits, no sign of a fight. It's like the whole outpost just vanished. Lieutenant Lighton, you'd better come see this. No footprints, no vehicle tracks. The wind probably erased them. But look. Freeze visual. That's uh, Hickman on the right, Mendez on the left. And as already noted, the recording was made by Ensign Breville five years ago. Come on, Yes. Weird logic jump, I think, for these people to put this together. That this was the away team mission that we were all on, so we must be turning. We must also disappear. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, think of it like. But didn't they? They've disappeared in weird ways where they clearly went bonkers. How many? How many of the other ones like disappeared? It, like, does, it doesn't matter. Here's what I'm saying. Okay. They're on a crew, right? Right. It'd be like if suddenly... Oh, th- it was this away, w- away mission. Right. right. Right, And what I'm saying is, like, it'd be like suddenly I was like, oh, well, you know, Andy and I... Were in that one B-room. Were in that one lot walk. <laughs> right. Where David was also there. <laughs> right. Yeah. This must also be happening to us. Everything you're saying is accurate. 
You said that before Bravo deserted Starbase 112 last week, he'd been ill for several days. What about Mendez? Mendez was seen on the Aries an hour before she disappeared. According to witnesses, she seemed completely normal. And Hickman? He just passed a routine physical on the Lya 4 with flying colors. No, 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 wait a minute. I know Paul Hickman. He's a family man. He's got two kids. He wouldn't steal a shuttle and desert. Jordy, he was spotted by a Federation supply ship yesterday on course to Tarchanon 3. Oh, no. The original Tarchanon disappearances were never <laughs> solved, were they? No, we never learned what happened or why. 49 people gone. And five years later, the away team that was investigating their disappearances have started to disappear themselves. Jordy and I are the only two left. Um, Jordy. All right. <laughs> um, I love this teaser. I love that it it starts with video and it's like a mystery and that it's this character that you don't know and and I uh, I don't know it's just really it was really cool I really like that this is the opening I like a honestly I like a meaty guest role for other Starfleet officers from other ships I 100% agree and the other thing I was going to say this character is played by Marianne Plunkett and uh, she's one of your countrymen from Lowell Massachusetts what yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's like such a rare place to be from. Is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm guessing she was. She's more of a new New York actress based on some of the. Uh, it's 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 a lot of. Uh, you know, outside of Star Trek, there's a lot of uh, New Here. York kind of you know Law and Order, and uh, and it's a little sparse. And she was very much a. Uh, like for instance, Andy, here's team. the here's the notable a theater people, actress, notable yes. people from Lowell, <laughs> Massachusetts. Lowell. It is a tiny. <laughs> I mean, that's the list. This is the notable notable fucking people from Lowell, Massachusetts. People, somebody get on Wiki and and add as add a, a Marianne Plunkett to that list. Look at me, I'm there. I've made that it. That is sweet. But like, it's Dude. it's like me, Michael Chiklis. Hang on, Olympia Dukakis. Uh, oh, Olympia Dukakis isn't from New York. Of That's course, Jack Kerouac. Um, and uh, a from, porn star named Vince Voyer. Good for him. I think from Moonstruck that she would be um, She would be from New York. Um, how many... Uh, are there a lot of people from uh, Greenwich Village <laughs> where I'm from? <laughs> Am I one of the only celebrities from Greenwich Village? <laughs> Probably not even on Wiki. I, it's just crazy. So Mary Plunkett. Yeah. Why doesn't she? Why isn't she on here? We need I to get her on here. I don't know. I think she was just a solid Mary side character. Um, she was in Blue Valentine. She was in a bunch of. She was in uh, the Squid and the Whale. Like a lot of New York indie stuff. Oh, I love the Squid and the Whale. It's great. Um, and love is a strong word for that movie, but I enjoyed it. I read a book that it took very many elements from. They're both young New Yorkers growing up at the same time, um, but uh, I found it suspicious. Nonetheless, really enjoyed it. Uh, the you know, Nick... Do, is there any inkling to you that maybe they... they you're in the West Village, right? Yes. Uh, that maybe they purchased the rights to the book and then adapted it? I don't think so, but it's possible. Um, I think I might have looked for it. Uh, it's a very obscure book. 
so obscure that I don't even remember the name of it. Um, the, but anyway, she was in the Nick as Mother Superior, and she was also Andy, you're in notable, Agnes of God. You're notable residents of your neighborhood. Let me just tell, let's get into it right now. Oh, no. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Daniel Radcliffe. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are from the village? Uh, Jim Carrey, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kim. These are just residents, by the way. I wonder if Scarlet Witch is also from the village. We'd have stuff uh, to talk about. Other notable actors who currently or formerly resided. Matthew Broadwick, Scarlett Johansson, Ray Romano, Jason Biggs, Andy Samberg, Claire Danes, Hugh Dancy, Will Ferrell, Jill Hennessy, Seth Meyers, Julianne Moore, Sarah Jessica Parker, Brooke Shields, Liv Tyler, Sorcy Ronan, uh, Carly Kloss, Richard Barone, and Andrew Secunda. It's a lie. The last one's not on there, but it should be. Somebody fix Wiki. That was very funny to me. <laughs> anyway, I would date continue. any of those people. That's right. Jason Biggs, are you listening? Jason Biggs. I think he's already with a lovely lady whose name I also don't remember because I have name and face blindness. Um. Anyway... Uh, I really loved the teaser. <laughs> That's what we wanted to say, and we went on that. But I love also. I also love that it's like young Jordy, and you know, seeing him on a mission before he was on the Enterprise and interacting with people. That yeah. really is satisfying, and it seems like all of his social awkwardness is gone. That's <laughs> true. He's developed more the longer he's been in engineering offices. Of course, it did raise the question to me of like, what is the deal with with the sensor logs? <laughs> Just like it's so confusing. Yeah, we have cameras on every crew quarters. We have cameras on. I don't know. He's wearing a camera. Oh, that's right. There's a guy who's filming. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But that's weird. That, that yeah. there's that and that one mission. Someone is just holding the camera. Isn't it mounted to? Isn't it a head mounted thing? I thought he was holding it up, but he might have been head mounted, which is even weirder. I mean, is it weird that that's happening? We've never seen it before. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. And also, why wouldn't that just be in a combat or in a tricorder? But this lady oh. is great. I think she gives a, such a solid... You're talking about having side characters? I'm just talking about like having someone come in that's not like weird scientist from planet, but like Starfleet officer 100%. from different ship. It gives so much more authenticity to like, the world. Like, um, you know, a few episodes ago with um, with uh, O'Brien's old captain. It was just, It's just like to see other people in the, in the, in the fleet. Even that, though... Because I feel like they do that a lot is usually like, this is what would happen if a captain wasn't as great as Picard. It's always in that context, as opposed to this, which is just, this is another super competent, you know, uh, person that would be like them and uh, is, and we get to, I don't know. I, I just, I'm agreeing with you. I just think it's really great. Bagro. 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 Now, which one was he? You remember. One with a thin mustache. Oh, not Bagro. <laughs> I know. The one who always used to drive you crazy? <laughs> you always thought he was so full of himself. Yeah, well, I decided that I had prejudged him unfairly. Uh -huh. And then I decided that I'd been right in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bagro. Well, what about you? Mm, I enjoy the bachelor's life too much. It doesn't sound like my little brother who always wanted advice on women. I still do. Guinan, <laughs> help. Obviously, you were uh, a great advisor. What's going on in that moment? I guess they're thinking about the They're other thinking people. about their friends that are dead <laughs> or gone. 
What do you think? I think it is. It's a little odd because but we know Jordy's a mess I'm a with scared, women. You know that that's where the pause is because it reads. Even though you're right, they're thinking about the other people. It reads like, "But uh, you were a great advisor. I am great with women now." There's just a long, awkward silence after that. It's kind of funny. I know. Well, if anyone's going to figure this out, it'll be the Lighten and LaForge show, right? Yeah. We always made a good team. A hell of a team. Should we open a business? <laughs> like, I don't know. We could sell drinks. Lightning in the Forge. Mental Light. come to that? Report to the bridge. We have a fix on the missing shuttle. On our way, Commander. That is more information than usually is given over a comm badge. Yeah. It's usually just report to the bridge. Person enters the scene. We've got a fix on the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to get out of the way. He's tired of these long things. Hey, look, guys, uh, we got to fix the shuttles. Come on up. What was her rank on the victory, and what is her rank now? I don't know. I'll find out when we see the clip again. Okay. Shuttlecraft, bearing 010, mark 271. Hail the vessel. I think she's a lieutenant commander. Lieutenant Hickman does not respond, oh, sir. Lieutenant. Oh, wait, she it still could be a lieutenant. They're going commander. after Hickman. Oh, Lieutenant Hickman, that's amazing. Put a repeating message in... Lighten. ...subspace channels. Order the lieutenant to come about and stand to. Make it a priority one communicate. Still no response, sir. The craft is now within visual range. Who's this lady? What happened to Rager? Well, we know. Rager forgot how to drive. Oh, that's right. She was fired. <laughs> I don't know how to put in the coordinates, sir. Are you sure, Captain? It's fair <laughs> to fire her? Everyone was losing their minds. And then Riker just points at someone and she's replaced. Get, get her out of there. <laughs> um, and then we have someone with an accent, by the way, which I uh, I like. I miss that kind of uh ridiculousness that happened in old Star Trek of, of Scotty. The forced and, multiculturalism? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't call it forced. I would just call it uh, technicolor. Technicolor. <laughs> Fair. Screen. The shuttle's acceleration is increasing. Its trajectory is moving directly into the planet's atmosphere. It will reach an atmospheric interface at an altitude of 210 kilometers. If he stays at that speed, he'll self-destruct. That is correct, Commander. How soon, Mr. Data? 53 seconds, sir. Options? He's out of transporter range. I like it. A Russian... Still too far um, away to get a positive lost uh, track of being captured. Uh, whatever. She Open is Norwegian. Ops. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Mona Groot. <laughs> I don't know if I'm <laughs> saying it right. Uh, she is Groot. <laughs> Matt... <laughs> Matt, I'm not getting my due on that one. <laughs> or am I? Um, yeah, she... America size, the Andy Secunda story. <laughs> I agree, America. Um, yeah, she didn't have many credits. It's okay. She doesn't need many credits because she's made a lasting impact on this show. I really do. I can't wait to ask somebody when in that mythical world where I get to ask somebody. Um, are you listening, Mike Mann and Josh Ball? <laughs> Those are my questions. Ask someone for us. <laughs> Don't ask them. And we'll play a clip on the show. Those are my questions. <laughs> but um, they could be our interviewers. Oh, you 
just you're they so could, we could lazy. just like outsource them. So lazy. Just to, it's a, just a scheduling Josh, issue. That's the Mike. main reason you don't want guests on the show. Andy, we're sitting here at nine a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> because we couldn't even fucking. We work in the same building and we couldn't make this happen. Just hit play, Andy. Would you please just acknowledge the fact that we work in the same building and we couldn't even schedule it correctly? That's because you try to avoid lunches. I try to avoid lunches. You don't want to. We don't want to record on lunches. What do you mean we don't want to? You don't want to. I want to. Andy, you came in yesterday. We recorded at lunch. That is atypical. Usually, you try to avoid no, lunches oh, because I know we have to. When we have to, we have to. This I is came not in. Something what they want to hear. They don't want to. They hear love this. this. They hate this. I, they I love hate this. this. I came in. Andy was at an allergist <laughs> for ninety hours. I didn't. I brought my computer in. I had the podcast all set up, and then he strolls in. By the way, how was that? Are you allergic to anything? Um, I'm uh, apparently my ragweed allergies have improved over yes! time. <laughs> Secunda. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, could you imagine if we had somebody come to the Sony lot for a lunch? No, that and then he rolls into the A no. room and starts tumbling. That would definitely be annoying. <laughs> Open. Lieutenant Hickman, uh, listen Bill, carefully. Bill Gates is, is waiting in Matt's office. Of the Enterprise. Oh, he's dead, isn't he? Uh, Bill no, Gates? No, he's not dead. Why would Bill Gates? I don't know. That's uh, the other one. <laughs> the, the Apple one's dead. <laughs> the Apple one? <laughs> Andy, uh, this is how... Not a good nerd. This is how not racist Andy is. All white billionaires look the same. <laughs> you are in danger. You must slow your rate of approach. The shuttle is approaching the outer thermosphere, Captain. He's panicking. At the current rate of acceleration, the shuttle will be destroyed in 28 seconds. I have a billionaire flying this. Couldn't they, like, did they say that it's too close to get a, like, a tractor beam lock? Or Also, here's what I would do. Tell me this is... I, I, I went back because I thought that that was a thing. I think they're very far away. How they can see this, I don't, I guess it's just all magnification, but they're too far away for a tractor, I think they say. Well, here's where they're not too far away from. Yes. Here's what I would say. Okay. And I wonder if this would work. All right. Anyone out there listening uh-huh. that might know the information? Here's how I would design shuttlecrafts in Star Trek world. Are you ready, Andy? Sort of. I would des- I would design shuttlecrafts. Okay. With a distinctive hull cabin design. Okay. And the cabin would be something that is easily locked on by a transporter. And I would beam the entire cabin of the shuttle into the shuttle bay. Can they not do that? Seems like they can't. Like, what I'm saying is I would, like, beam, what is the I would beam the chair and, like, you I'd beam really everything. You really raise an interesting point, which is... I guess I assume that their, their their explanation on the show would be that it's a limitation of power, that it would take too much power to beam the whole shuttle, but it seems that that would be a solution to many problems that we see in the show, just like, oh, beam the shuttlecraft into the bay. Yeah. So I but I wouldn't want to beam the shuttlecraft because I don't want its engines in the bay, too, because the engines are on and it's going. I see. So I'd want it. That's why I'd want to take the cabin separately. Yeah. And hold it into some sort of stasis field. Why not just lock onto the people if you're doing that? Well, they can't get a lock on the person. Because it's moving? It's too far away. Or also the person doesn't exist anymore because their DNA has changed. 
Oh, right. Remember, that's right, there. Right. That's why that's they can't lock onto them. They, they don't know them. why they can't find them, but right. that's eventually why they can't find them. But if they beamed the whole ship, you yeah. know what I mean? If they built... It's a really good point. Hi, I'm Matt Myra, shuttlecraft designer, podcast host, overweight white guy. Tune in. You're already tuned in. I just think this lady is great. I wonder if she was ever considered for any later captain position. No life signs. Number one, prepare your away team. Wharf data, Jordy. I'd like to volunteer to join you, sir. Commander. Right, commander you, now. You weren't really on my... Well, she's lieutenant commander. Lieutenant commander, right. Uh, you know, so we beam down to a deserted... So you call a lieutenant commander commander. Yep. I see. That was my question. Battle <laughs> uh, data warp. We've got the perimeter. You know, uh, it's a decent away team set. It's a shuttle pod Mendez stole from the Ares. I like the bucket seats. I mean, that looks comfy. They look, they do look comfy. You look, you can't stop yourself from getting in. I wonder what the oh, what car that, that came. My out of. dogs are barking, says Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Well, that's what we have to add. <laughs> that's what I was. The the. Uh, <laughs> The classic, everybody split up, bad idea. Well, no one gets hurt, right? I'm certain we're being watched. I know some crap went down. Commander Riker. Found in the shuttle. You think I could sew it up? Maybe use it? (laughs) Do you think Worf has a Klingon sense of when he's being watched? Yeah, I do. Or do you think he's just being weird? No, I think he does. I think the Klingons have a... Like a predatory More developed... Hunting, yeah, that's pretty sense. sweet. I like it. Susanna, they also have a lot of redundant organs. Like they have like double organs of everything. For that's redundant also pretty purposes. great. Do you think that's because they battled so much yes. that they developed them? I do think that. That's great. Fan out. Let's find her. I think you and I probably could use a couple of extra organs, based on how we treat I've ourselves. Got, I've got the space. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insanely high number. NCC 45167. That's the 45,167th ship. Got a lot of shuttles. Gotta say, that's too high, right? Am I crazy? Um, Gary, I painted one extra number on here. Oh, no. No one will notice, Phil. Just get... You, that's isn't good. this some good. kind of system? Don't no, be, aren't people no, obsessed with this show? It's fine. It's just the numbers. <laughs> Who, who's going to look at those numbers? I feel like they've... they've, they've it's spent. just going to air in syndication. See People maybe see it once. The end. Let's get moving. we got to go paint Sam Malone's pocket spot. <laughs> Suzanne... <laughs> Stay away. Suze. Classic. Uh, Enterprise medical emergency. Two to sick bay. This is exactly how two Vix happened. I would watch this show if these two got formed into one <laughs> being. <laughs> uh, there's a weird creature in there somewhere, and these two people are now one. Uh, it's three people. <laughs> 
eyes. Do I look as bad as I feel? I don't know. I have a visor. You, <laughs> you look, look like, like a, a bunch, bunch of, of color. <laughs> light color. You look fine. Now. What happened? Your blood chemistry is way off. You had a histamine response. To what? I don't know. I'm going to run a complete blood and tissue analysis. I, I need to get back to the surface. Uh-uh. Until I have some answers, I don't want you to leave the Enterprise. I have work to do. Look, Commander, you may have just had an anxiety reaction down there, but I've got to know for sure. Beverly's hair looks very Why different. It's such a bad idea to take it easy for a while. I think they just try different styles on her. I think they do it more with her than anybody else. I assume that's a case. She probably just decision. goes like, hey, can we try something else? And then they go, all right, sure. I'm not going to stay locked up. It's not like uh, anyone's going to watch this again. It's just syndicated television. So no one's going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, is someone in the future going to comment? Hey, Beverly's hair looks different. Dr. Crusher is right. You'll remain on board the Enterprise until we know whether or not this is connected with the disappearance of the others. Captain. We have completed our survey of the surface. Analyzing all that data will keep us busy for a while. I've got my yes, best sir, data. Data's got a preliminary report. Wow. Sure, let's get going. What's up with this one? I'm in here a lot this season. What's going on? <laughs> what about LaForge? I gave him a complete bioscan. The results say he's in perfect shape. I'll say. That's what all the reports said about what? Mendes before they disappeared. Captain Picard's wrong. The way to handle this is to get back down there with a dozen away teams, fan out from the shuttle. We can cover a lot of ground in a hurry. Use proximity detectors, infrared sensors. Susanna. She's got like a fun like braid happening behind her hair too that's true i mean there's a this is a big hair episode it's really they really that team really did their work here oh judy it started kind of janeway-ish what if what happened to the others is happening to me you don't know that Emily no but it's like no but she's got like a princess leia empire like braided oh yeah i guess that's true i guess it was simpler Zeus. Sci-Fi Lady Hair by Matt and Andy. <laughs> and I'm not going to let anything happen to you, okay? Oh, do you have that power, do you, Jordy? Come on. Well, I mean, to protect the people around you. He is in charge of that whole, like, engine. Fortunately, we <laughs> have more evidence. We were able to determine that these footprints found near the shuttle were not made by any known Tarchanan life form. They're what I would well, call adorable. Well, if we're adorable. pursuing a theory that somehow unknown <laughs> aliens are involved, I think I should tell you that we didn't find tracks like that during the original investigation. The planet is subject to frequent sandstorms. Footprints might have been obliterated prior to your arrival. Dr. Crusher and I will begin to search the medical database. Huh, that is an interesting question. How come... Match these with I mean, even if the sandstorms... Oh, I guess the sandstorms well, would have been Well, they covered it in that video. What was it? They said that the wind probably blew any tracks away. I see. In the uh, away team, the original away team. But weren't there... If if what we see at the end is true, aren't these things, like, everywhere, constantly walking around being weird? Yeah, well, I mean, look. You don't know. Sandstorm comes. You beam down. Uh-huh. Sandstorm comes. Uh-huh. You beam down. I feel like they still would walk Some around. known life form. 
Aliens or no aliens, why would our people start returning after five years to be abducted? Some sort of compulsion, like, uh, like a post-hypnotic command. Something that happened while we were down there the first time? We can go back to the mission record, construct a log of everyone's movements. Look for some sort of commonality, something we all touched, um, maybe a plant or uh, the sand. Or even something we ingested. Could even be in the air itself. A lot of... Um... The parameters are pretty broad, Dave. I mean, every scene in this in this episode, every scene in this episode is theorized. Huh? <laughs> every scene in this episode oh, yeah. is theorizing, 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 sure. with no movement in the actual mystery. I mean, uh, as far as uh, getting closer to a discovery, until probably the fourth act. I gotta say, once again, going along with my Beverly was replaced by a clone of herself. That was, uh, or my, she actually went to med school during that year off. <laughs> that seems less to me. The Beverly before seems like that is someone whose brain is not functioning at full capacity, whereas this one seems like she is a hundred percent on top of it. I think she does a great. Maybe job she went to the learning ax annex for <laughs> like a, a class. Of courses. <laughs> she just took a class in like <laughs> advanced uh, medicine. No, courses. it's like applying your medical knowledge uh-huh. practically. Sure. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, what that's for. You know what? I knew all of this. I just didn't really <laughs> put two and two together. Thanks, Learning Annex. On, on Galorndon 7. Yeah. The match we make is going to be inconclusive at best. <laughs> also, Data, why are you sitting? Doesn't it allow him to use the thing better? I guess so, but it just is funny to me that she's the one standing <laughs> and the android <laughs> is taking the comfy chair. Well... I He's am aware of that working uh, research. However, okay. I can see no other reasonable course of investigation available to us. We may not have much time. You're worried about Geordi, aren't you? I am an android. It is not possible for, for me you to, to feel anxiety. Starfleet personnel have vanished. Others may be at risk. Boy, oh boy, he really we just must walked right we over can to find out why. <clears throat> However, I am. Strongly motivated to solve this mystery. I, I love, love this scene, and I think it is maybe one of the best handled scenes in terms of writing, in terms of communicating who, who what Jordy's relationship to emotion is. Jordy's. Sorry. Uh, Gosh, man, I'm so tired. Or do you uh, mean Data's. what Data's relationship to Jordy is? What Data's relationship to Jordy is? Yeah. Uh, no, what Data's not not what Data's relationship to Jordy is, although it does that too. But what his relationship to emotion is, like, yeah, she's saying you're feeling emotion. He's like, I'm an android. I don't feel emotion. She's like, but everything you're doing is indicating that you feel emotion. And he's he can only sort of put it in the context of the things I'm doing indicate emotion but I'm not saying I'm feeling emotion but we from the outside know he's feeling something yeah it is like, like the that inevitable, is the feeling like our theory of the fact that he has emotion but does not process it as such right that's really interesting I really like that handling of that scene and I love Beverly in that scene how she handles him I think it really it really is very clear what the Andy's new favorite relationships character? are 
Beverly Crusher? What a turn. What a middle of the series turn. Andy. <laughs> very excited for you. This is Did crazy. Did you go talk to Gates with me at the convention? No, no. I was afraid. I felt like I would be a hypocrite. <laughs> oh, because you had at that point not yet turned. No. I, I, I didn't talk to John Delancey. I didn't talk to anybody. I only oh, talked to right. Riker. <laughs> that's right. I remember, I was because we were talking to Delancey for a little while, and, yeah. and I just kept looking, and you were like staring at collectible plates. <laughs> May I ask you a question? Uh, on the Instagram, yeah. I'm hesitating from tagging some of these people because I'm like, I don't know how they're going to react to some of this stuff. Oh, the wacky, like the Photoshop stuff? Not that so much as like Jordy is a mechaphile, like all stuff like that. Is that stuff that like <laughs> no, LeVar are, those, would give a crap about? I, I would also just, just keep it. Keep it separate. Keep it separate. Okay. Like if it's like a photo of like us at the convention or something like that. Yeah, sure. No, no. But otherwise, yeah. All right. Okay. Inside baseball. <laughs> he did it, so I don't have to. Inside podcasts. Inside podcasts. Freeze visuals. I do really like the uh, eventual decision to. That's not how you felt before. Boot up the holodeck. It was your idea to look for some sort of commonality. Yeah, well, I was wrong. Uh, we're not going to find anything this way. We should go back to the planet. It's all down there. Everything we need to know. That's just not an option. At least not until Captain Picard says it is. Computer resume. I relate to these creatures on the planet. They're very neurotic. (laughs) (laughs) I like that little visual effect that just happened right there. Watch that screen. Okay. They just, they, they... How great... They quickly... How great are the... Just Michael Okuda. Such great design. Look at how seamless that looks. This was 30 years ago, that panel. Like, you don't question it. You don't look back on it now and go, eh. Like, it has changed all of the modern design. They were also very smart to just not put giant plastic colored buttons that... uh have to be pushed real hard. It's maybe it's one of the single the says it is. most like, brilliant but like, design look, look, look. decisions graphic that has ever effect, happened. Graphic effect, graphic effect, graphic effect. Yeah. Flips to practical as soon as she hits the button. Computer resume. Oh, yeah. I can't look at that anymore. Yeah. As soon as the camera has to move. Yeah. I can't think. My mind feels like it's wrapped up in a blanket. Oh, that sounds cozy. <laughs> Take a break. All right, I'll work on this. I don't need a break. I need to get off the ship. What do you think the Susanna theme is of this episode, man? I think the theme is having an identity crisis. <laughs> Where do you get that from? <laughs> well, you know, just like not sort of knowing what you are. Is that what it is? Go and see Dr. Crusher. Thematically, I look, I, what's the lesson, really? That's what I'm trying to figure the out. The lesson is... Because they're look closer. They're sort of. It's a virus. It's a virus episode. It's a virus. Virus episode. Tune in and see who's infected. Um. Okay. So hang on. Everyone listening. Yeah. That makes jingles and has seen Star Trek: The Next Generation. Please make that a jingle, because as we all know, we'll be using that nine hundred more times throughout the series. (laughs) Great. Uh, I wish I had virus. <laughs> what rhymes with the uh, episode? Eh, whatevs. Figure it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. These they they're infected by these creatures. The creatures are sort of taking them over, so they're kind of a threat. Except that the creatures are basically like Saru. They're completely, um, you know, they're the lowest people on the whatever. They're I don't know what to say. They're Why? lower on the food chain. They're afraid of all other creatures, seemingly. So it's weird. I don't. I just. I'm just not sure what it's saying. I think it's probably saying be careful what planets you beam down to. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this is an overarching lesson for the yeah. series. Guys, what are you what are you going to these other planets for? Could be dangerous things. You could just stay up here. She has developed an extreme sensitivity to light. <gasps> She's from the mirror universe. <laughs> We're trying to make as comfortable as we can. You should put her on a Casper mattress. <laughs> Why is she tilted up like that? That can't be comfortable. Geordie. How are my varicose veins? I kind of think the, the makeup was pretty cool. It was very scary. Oh. Yeah. I guess it gets a little silly when they're neon, but I really like it. Well, they're only neon under the black light, right? Yeah. Hold on. It's inside of me, Jordy. I can't fight it. It's winning. Maybe it's Don't about mental illness. Give up. Maybe. Something inside you that changes who you are and you don't have control over it. Hmm. It alters your perception of what, you know, like what is a real threat and what's not a threat. Do you hear me? The eyes are really good, too. You can't give up, Suze. Just like with mental illness. <laughs> Originally, Brandon Braga recalled the script linked Jordy and Susanna romantically, but the word came down to give the engineer a break with his failed love record. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> Which began in Booby Trap and continued in Galaxy's Child. Braga said his first draft was more horrific with many more aliens on the surface, but Jordy wasn't transformed. Trans- transformed? <laughs> transformed, keying the mood more to terror of a type he described as restrained and psychoanalytical and involving Jordy in an emotional in the emotional trauma of the change made the show click. <sighs> I guess it's Jordy's emotional story. This is one of Susanna's altered skin cells, and this is one of the alien cells data found. They're almost identical. Cards down there again. Jean-Luc, I think the people from Tarchanon 3 who disappeared weren't abducted. I think they were transformed into another species. Nailing it. Can you stop it, Doctor? The T-cell stimulator will slow down the rate of change. But until I find the car... No, no, doctor. I meant stop talking. <laughs> it really did sound like It really did, honestly. <laughs> can you stop it? Because it feels like the line is the next line. The way it's delivered, it feels like the next line is, can you stop it? I have the solution. <laughs> like, that's what it is. No. Or I, I can't take it anymore. Integrity. Its viability is extremely low. I don't think it's possible for Susanna to transmit it. Then how did she get it? I wish I knew... The only thing I do know, Jordy, 
is that it's very possible that you will be next. You were on that what lock what lot walk lot walks no, I didn't really blow jokes nobody knows what a lot walk that's is that's right anyway. only David but so when you walk around the uh, studio lot too full to get away from work for a moment you said I was fine I gave Susanna a bioscan too I didn't find anything wrong with her either how long Bravel was sick for days before he left Mendez was normal an hour before she disappeared. You may have weeks or very few hours. See? It's explained. <sighs> it's explained by being unexplained. Not much time to waste. Well, yes. But we don't know. She get back to work. They at least address it. Until I know what we're dealing with, I think you should stay here in sickbay. Doctor, you said that it would help if you knew the source of this. If I could continue my analysis of the mission records, I might find an... A- yeah, um... Why don't you just do it on this computer? <laughs> yeah. Miss LaForge? What if you begin to change? What if you feel compelled to go down to the planet like the others? Program the computer to monitor my movements. That way we can be sure that I don't leave the ship. What would you do, Captain? Would you sit it out here in sick bay or try to learn what it is that's got you? Maybe stop it. At this point, they don't know that they can't. By the way, I like that line uh, from Jordy. I like that reasoning because it's, you know, everything we know of Captain Picard is uh, clear. He would not just sit in sick pay. Right. Oh, no, 100%. I really like it, too. Very well, Mr. Fulton. And I like his solution. Proceed with your investigation, but I want you to report to Dr. Crusher for a bioscan at the start of the day watch. Nice. And Jordy, if you have symptoms of any kind, I want to know immediately he wouldn't know though I think this is about mental illness um, uh, out of curiosity I'm putting a lot on this episode Andy. I don't know I was trying to figure it out Saturday it morning out. Andy everything's about mental illness <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible cartoon I think Jordy feels like he's not sure where his life is going and uh, how come he can't think, make things work out and if he's sad he's not invited to more parties <laughs> hi kids it's Saturday mornings with Andy <laughs> Um, Do your friends have fun without you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know why they didn't ask you to go out and play? (laughs) Matt sits on on his high mountain, just turning away invites, because all he wants to do is sit at home and look at these stupid guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? It was so smart. Oh, gosh. Guys, you think this is about mental illness? It was so good. <laughs> That's what you're saying. You think this is a moment? Oh, were you no, going on the on bit? A different? No, I was on a different point. Oh. I don't remember what it was. Well, I was saying this is about mental illness, and then you were saying that rather, and then I made fun of you. Yeah, for having um, Saturday morning depression. <laughs> Hi. You know, that well-known... Good friend, Matt. That well-known occurrence, Saturday morning depression. That's when it's the worst, when I'm free to live my day however uh-huh. I want. Oh, I guess it's not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. Um, oh, I guess it's not the marriage. <laughs> or work. What or about... having to be anywhere. <laughs> you understand me, hot dog with chili. Um... I don't know. Hopefully it'll come to me. But what makes you think this is about mental illness? He's Oh, well, this was the thing. Before I forget it, this was the thing I was going to say. I 
The more we think about it, even though I feel like it's a little bit of an all-over-the-place episode in terms of the directions they're going and it holding together on one thing, yeah, I like these aliens in a classic Star Trek alien, in the sense that the classic Star Trek is these aliens represent one aspect of humanity, one uh, thematic aspect, and these aliens are built around sort of fear and even physiologically they have evolved so that you can't even scan them so i kind of like that those details all hold together they're built to hide yeah which kind of makes sense as a survival mechanism so i just like that um the other thing i know how is that about depression that's a separate thing which is i just uh uh i he he is it's not about depression i guess i'm thinking more of like some version of you know whatever um schizophrenia or bipolar or something some kind of mental disorder that it interferes with your ability to perceive reality mm. and and it and affects your your choices of motivation and stuff and like as in this other like they're te- she's telling him tell me if you know the second anything changes Matt, that's you. That's uh, Los Angeles Times telling me the Michael Jackson documentary, blah blah blah. Um, is uh, you wouldn't even be able, you wouldn't know that the change is happening. So, I, I feel like it, it applies to mental illness. I want to make another sweep of the perimeter. The board you started building four. Mendez and Bravel begin at two. I'll take five. All right, computer. Analyze audio elements. Time index 1447 to 1558. List all anomalies. No audio anomalies present. Any subspace projections, Z particle emissions, interferometric frequencies. No subspace projections present. No Z particle emissions present. No interferometric patterns present. Damn. I wonder what interferometric means. Do you know? made up i love this this is a goldberg's reveal right here the way data just enters frame out of nowhere (laughs) that is so true it's such a weird appear and they they kind of play it that way i wonder if they blocked it that way and they were like well that's weird that he appears well all right just lavar act surprised yes data and the spectrographic analysis and a screen for ionizing radiation I even ran an enhancement for micro-seismic disturbances. I've tried it all, okay? I think this is used in a lot of memes, him leaning on the wall. <sighs> I've never seen it, but I love it. I'm sorry. There was no need for an apology. I get it. Yeah, no if feelings. you indulged in a brief rest period, you would be able to approach this problem with a fresh point of view. Yeah, you're probably right, Data, but... I've got to keep scanning these records while I can. Um, I could. May do I it. assist you? I'm an android. If I knew what I was looking for, really, David, I think it's just a matter of me going over it, maybe finding something I forgot. I mean, data should I'll be assisting him anyway. Yeah. Anything, all right. Also, I haven't had a dream in six weeks. <laughs> I know everybody else's is problem that? was solved, but <laughs> mine has continued. It is weird they grouped all these episodes together. All right, computer. In- inter- 
Interferometry, by the way, One is a family time. of techniques in which waves, usually electromagnetic waves, are superimposed, causing the phenomenon of interference. Phenomena of interference to uh, uh, of interference in order to extract information. There you go. Andy Secunda, science specialist. Like that board. angled dis- description. Sorry to disturb you, doctor. That's all right. What's happened? She's getting Before weird. You should see this. I think she gives such a great performance in a really hard episode. Nurse Ogawa. Skin is simulating the light. A radiant reaction. So- some sort of mimetic ability? That's not all. Her body temperature is dropping. Also, I only discover this because I like to play with this flashlight. It's cool, right? <laughs> It's as if she's generating a disruptive Look at this feed. Elvis painting. I can barely get any readings off of her now. What's her rate of transformation? It's increasing. Six. That's not possible. It should have been inhibited by the T-cell stimulator. <sighs> Unless... If there's a foreign body inside her that's producing these changes... Nailing it again. Something like a viral crash. A very small one if our scans haven't found it. I want a full genetic analysis... We're going to examine any abnormality we find, no matter how insignificant it seems. I'm putting our best us on it. <laughs> Wanda Transport. Computer, delete the audio. Tired of these assholes. <laughs> now bring up the sound of uh, Next Generation in the background. Minute. The hosts Did sound you? too loud. Whose shadow is that? Please restate question. Computer, the shadow currently displayed in section B3. What is its source? Unknown. Come on, it's got to belong to somebody. Computer, replay a visual of the last is time Is it not the person walking towards the no camera? Yeah, they chose a weird and place to put the to shadow. 50%. But maybe it's supposed to be hard to see because only Jordy with his visor can see it. I mean, let's see. Light comes from the right. Breville's behind the camera. Susanna and I head off in that direction. Mendez moves off that way. Freeze visual. Now, magnify Super weird that we see. A person. Spectrally enhance those shadows. In the away team that just stands there with a camera. (laughs) Computer, do you have sufficient data to compile a holographic simulation of this visual record? A simulation would be limited to areas scanned by the visual recording device. Good, fine. Scan the entire record and then recreate it on Holodeck 3. And put uh, Leah Brahms in there. For me. Uh, Just in case. But also, (laughs) she loves me. Okay. (laughs) Computer, is the Tarchanon simulation ready? Affirmative. Program complete. Enter when ready. Handshaking. Oh no! So he calls sickbay. Obviously, uh huh. Tells them what's going on. That's what I'm saying it has data. Look into the shadow, right? That's what happens. That's what he should do. But I really love this holodeck recreation of the visual uh, thingamajiggy. It's pretty cool. Again, does this just look like light to him? What Computer. does the holodeck look like to Jordy? Scan Starfleet records Question. and create a simulation of Bravel. 
place him where he was while recording this. <laughs> He's on his head. That's so stupid. Okay. I feel like that's the light is another thing that should be on the combat. Computer. Badge. The light and the Based camera. Based on their speed and direction. Andy. How much do you want to you fit extrapolate each officer's movements as they walk out of the recording devices? We can already fit all that on our phones. <laughs> Affirmative, with an increasing probability of error reaching 95% after 10 seconds. Understood. Run simulation. I want to make another sweep of the perimeter. The forge, you start at building four. Mendez and Bravel, you begin at two. I'll take five. Computer freeze. It's all happening too fast. Computer reverse now I'm simulation. Just watching this. Run it back to time index 14. You're really into 17. it. I, you know, I, I like the detective element. I really like this scene. Yeah. I like it it's a good use of holodeck technology. I agree. If you ask me, which you didn't, but you're listening to this podcast, so you kind of did. And fair. Now remove lighten. Now, put Goofy in and here. And now, remove Tripping over a pail. And also, could you have my dad come in and say he's proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> ben Vereen. Jordy, I'm proud of you. Thanks, computer. The Grinch. Seems like something wearing a spandex head. Using vector analysis, identify the source of this shadow. There is no object in the program which could generate the shadow. Ah, there, uh, there has to be something between the camera light and this wall. I, I... Yes. The way he just takes Computer. a shot in the dark and goes, um, given the distance, the size of a human, between the light and the wall, right? Can you determine the most likely shape and position of the object causing this shadow? It's also there is insufficient data to reconstruct the requested object. It seems like object. the shadow would have been blocked by Mendez's oh, shadow for right. the most part. Um, Mendez was the one who was walking towards the camera. Let's say that. That my friend and I here are about the same size, say 1.7 meters. Now, can you extrapolate its shape and its position? Affirmative. Do it. All right, relax. <laughs> I do like this. It's like, pretty good effect. This blob thing he stares at. Can you guesstimate its expression? Is it happy? Is it sad? Computer. Does it like me? <laughs> Give it a big smile. For Jordy, if you had just gone to sick bay 12 seconds ago, yep. you'd be fine. I guess he wanted to get it done. Meanwhile, on board the sick bay enterprise. It's using Susanna's immune system to spread genetic instructions. Nailing it again. How did it get there? She could have become infected during the original mission. They're really crush her on fire. The mucous membranes. But it certainly isn't behaving like a typical parasite. It isn't feeding off of her. 
It's transforming her DNA to match its own. There's not much of her original DNA left. And we're going to need unaltered genes. Or we're never going to get her back. So, get that Hema taken out. Unaltered genes. Get it? She bought some jeans, but the pant legs were too long, so she had them hemmed. Oh, so the now hem. she needs unaltered oh. jeans, Andy. Andy, she needs unaltered jeans. Do you get it? This Face is the blindness. funniest show ever. Name blindness and pun blindness. Those are my three. <sighs> Andy, I don't know what happened. After Identity Crisis, our audience dropped off 100%. <laughs> It's a shame that Identity Crisis is every single episode. Come on now. <laughs> Get me the Shades of Grey thingy. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Get Troy down here to make some erotic thoughts happen. Also. Yes. Troy would have been very useful in this episode. The sense that so there are people true. around. true. <laughs> So true. Why is she not How here? How many times in that Why writer's room? Why is she room, not here? How many times in that writer's room did someone go, we got to take Troy out of this one? Because <laughs> it's just like, this is just a solution. Yeah. That's so true. It's kind of magic. It's kind of like her power is magic. And so it's sort of like magic in a superhero story. Yeah. Immediately screws everything up. Right. It's a, it's a situation where you're like, oh, fuck. She uh, would probably be able to sense that person around there, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Uh, mm. Wait, is she there at the end? When... Let's take her up. <laughs> She's not there at the end. I don't either. remember her being in there at the end. Like when they're looking for Jordy on the planet? I don't know. We'll find out. Because I haven't watched this in about a week. Just the source of a parasitic. No, infection. I think it's. Brush you to bridge. I think it's Leighton that that senses him. Right. The surgery was successful, but it's going to be a few more hours before we know whether her regenerative that systems looks are very responding. Cool. In the meantime, yes, we better get Commander LaForge down here. I think it, maybe well, that's the guy the beholder. Crush to LaForge. Yeah, I the beholder. Twilight Zone thing. I love that she takes a so odd. She takes a celebratory sip of water. It's after very strange. I wonder if she felt like ah, I need some business. It's very interesting. I like it though. It's very like doctor post surgery. Uh, yes, I guess that's what it is. Computer locate Commander LaForge. Commander LaForge is not on board the Enterprise. Bridge. The computer says Commander LaForge is no longer on board. Is that correct? I am showing no transporter activity. All shuttles are secure. Negative. There's no indication that he's left the ship. Computer, what was the last known location of Commander LaForge? Holodeck 3. Captain, if Geordi has transformed, he may be virtually a chameleon. The skin develops mimetic capabilities. He may still be on board, but undetectable to our sensors. (laughs) Computer, end program. Don't search the building like it's real. <laughs> right. You search the structure. I will take the perimeter. That's so true. <laughs> or, or, what if we just made this a room a that was black true. with yellow outlines? Yeah. Maybe a grid that would make it very easy to see anything move? <laughs> no. So it is no challenge. <laughs> the hunt has begun. That is not a warrior's way to search. <laughs> I want to use my ability to sense when things are around. Also, this room is only so big. <laughs> Computer, add several other opponents to make this a worthy challenge. Commander, 
Jordy's uniform. It'd be cool if this DNA transformation gave him the ability to see, and they had, could take him off. They could get rid of the visor from here on out. Huh. They should have written that in, by the way. That Jordy's like, Jordy was like, oh, but I could see. I didn't want to get turned back. I could finally <laughs> see you all. Security, we have an intruder in transporter room six. This seems weird. I guess. I guess that I guess. he still has Jordy's abilities. Yes, to override a transporter lockout. Yeah, the data strange. put on a transporter. Right. I guess theoretically, Susan, uh, whatever her name is, Layton was uh, was also saying, "Let's go down to the planet," so he would have the same drive. So there's some intellectual ability still remaining, but it's very questionable. Also, ripped right out of Predator that effect. Which is interesting. It's interesting how sci-fi movies at the time affected Next Generation. Well, Predator was like five years before this. Yeah, but Aliens it, was years call before it this at too. The time? Well, in the decade. It's interesting how in Star years. Trek affected everything. No, it's reversed. The, the, those movies affected Star Trek. Yeah, but also those movies paved the way for Star Trek. Fair enough. But also, I mean, Star Trek paved the way for those movies. Fair enough. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Meanwhile, back on board the Enterprise. Find some other way of locating him. Captain, if we can get close enough to Geordi, we can read his absorption spectrum with an ultraviolet light. I've been here can you modify for seven days straight flying the ship. To no one's relieved me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Should I say <laughs> something? Rager's not doing anything. Leaving away team. Aye, sir. We're doing the, the Norwegian lady. Yes, It's a slide of me and Jordy hanging out. <laughs> People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> Data's working on something. Um, Data, why did you put this table in the middle of engineering? How long, Data? I must replace the emitter module and reconnect the power supply. It will take approximately two minutes to complete the modification, sir. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> Why bother asking, then? Any amount of time would have been too much time. Go ahead. I've been able to determine LaForge's transport coordinates. He beamed down next to the Ares shuttle. Acknowledged. He's on foot. He couldn't have gotten too far. Let's assume a radius of 10 kilometers. That still leaves a search area of more than 300 square kilometers. We've got to narrow that down. Could it be a circle? It's <laughs> happening with the enhanced sensor arrays. All scans are still negative. We've got to find a way to track him. What about the high-resolution EM scan? We are adjusting sensors to read Commander LaForge's absorption spectrum, but it will take several hours. Jordy doesn't have several hours. Is. I've completed the, um, the, 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 the how light is absorbed. You know, like when oh, you see, see like a... He has a Yeah, like when you're in like a, like a, like a, like a video control room and uh-huh. like you're, like they have the monitor and they have the light that light spectrum graph. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's an absorption spectrum? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, and does he have a specific Excellent. absorption spectrum? Apparently he does. Interesting. I think they just went for what a naked Geordie would do to light. <laughs> Dr. Crusher, meet us in transporter room six immediately. Instead of replicating this thing, Data decided to build it by hand. Next. Then I need a sedative. Give me 10 cc's of kaolane. Dr. Crusher. 
Your hair looks fantastic. Say, you look a lot better than you did an hour ago. What did you do? We've removed some kind of parasite from your thymus. No, 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 no. It's not a parasite, doctor. It was their method of reproduction. To plant a DNA strand in a living host that causes a metamorphosis. It told me. <laughs> this is interesting. Jordy? I guess she became... She's gone, yes. she's gone back to the planet. Them, so she no, but we have to find her. And a way team is preparing to search for him. That's no. also very no weirder than what happened here. No, I guess that's true. You'll never be able to find him. I'm the only one who can. Why? Why? I what mean, does other, that mean? Other than Diana, obviously. <laughs> you must turn them off. The light frightens them. What about the ultraviolet? That's beyond their visual spectrum. They won't run away from it. He could be several kilometers away by now. No, he's here. They're all here. <laughs> I like how we can order ultraviolet lights from Amazon and uh, Data had to put a new table in engineering just to build one. <laughs> Maybe it has other complications besides that. Now this... Uh, Dram- I, dramatic podcast music? I found interesting... Yeah. That the end of this story, instead of having Leighton be the one that, that flips out and goes off and Jordy has to talk her down, our main character, it's the reverse and Lavar's in a weird <laughs> alien outfit. And I wonder I, I, I like that a lot. Do you? Yeah. How come? Because the, the it adds the stakes for everybody on that away team and for Picard and you still have the data thing. It's just very atypical to not have one of our main people be the one who's like, Jordy, please listen to me. But that's what I like about this episode, and that's more to my earlier point of like, I really like visiting Starfleet characters from other ships coming on board the Enterprise, and I like the fact that we're all, everyone from this fourth act forward is focused on saving Jordy. I like the first part of that. The second part feels... Like we want our characters to it's have redundant, the moving. Though. We've seen it, but that's but the we've intention seen of a television. But show isn't it is the movie? Isn't the movie is interacting in a way that reveals something about? But it. isn't it a moving moment for that that alien Geordi to emote and react to this to this person? That well, that was, was the with? thing that I found interesting was that I wondered even if Lavar even had a hand in it of just like being excited about it or irritated that he wasn't having the scene. Like, was he excited to play that scene but without he, words as an actor? Because I agree with you. I think that it is, it is interesting to see him have to be in this weird makeup and be like a scared alien. Yeah, and, but I think when you're doing 26 of these a year. Yeah, it's fun to just do like, something different. Oh, this is different. Okay. Yeah, yeah I accept that. I was just saying it was interesting. I wasn't saying it was a critique necessarily. I'm saying it as Andy's incorrect. <laughs> of course. Jordy loves this. LeVar, not so much. His characters, Jordy, are, stop. his characters are a little hilarious. The way they run away. The way they scatter. Yeah. They are very no, strange wait. looking. So is that the post-metamorphosis version of them? Like, Jordy's going to develop a fin on his back and, and it's a really turn good into point. a derp 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 And but, there's still enough of Jordy left that he is yeah. sort of human-shaped? I guess when they say... Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. So how did it... How did they reproduce at the beginning? 
Like, do they have to time? wait I for don't know. creatures to appear? Jordy? Maybe, to if, the maybe if given a long enough dearth of no humans, they can turn trees into them. Who knows? My voice is you know, familiar. if you Listen dig into it. the alien... Uh, mythology. I think that the uh, if the pods, if the facehuggers go on like different kinds of creatures, then they turn into slightly different aliens. Right, like when a Borg like, assimilates a like a different alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Share this. You know, I'm not a threat. It's a little silly. <laughs> the others. I mean, what's it supposed to look like? It's you're, a good. It's a great you're performance. Af- you're by afraid the way, of anyway. light. Yeah, and sound. So. Do whatever you want to do. I think he's doing what he can do. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm not putting it on LeVar. They don't exist as humans anymore. But a part of you still does. You're not one of them yet, Geordie. I can help you if you'll just trust me. I know what's going on inside of you. Mental illness. The war you're fighting with yourself. Mental illness. Your humanity slipping away. No, that part's not. The instinct Could to be. run. It's overpowering. Maybe it's just fear or anxiety. But they know how to beat it now, Geordie. Maybe you're working Look things at out. me. Could be. <laughs> I have come so back, Geordie. Data is confused. <laughs> Let me take you back, too. It was kind of moving. But I like three fingers. Just take my hand. I like Jordy's relationship with this lady. I think it's so much more interesting that there's no romance. So that's why they added the little brother line in. It's great. Please. It also makes sense, based on his dynamics with the people on the Enterprise, that this would have been his dynamic with her on another ship. Because he's a little bit more evolved, so he's a little bit less of a little brother, but he's still kind of like someone who doesn't have his shit together and is constantly getting advice from people. Lock on to Commander Light and Signal. Prepare to being two directly to sickbay. We're going home, Geordie. They're going home, Andy. They're going home, Matt. Uh, yes, the Enterprise isn't really her home, but you get is there it. There's no hope for Bravo Amendment. None. That's a big statement to make. <laughs> I don't want to give it a shot. <laughs> they gone. Susanna. I'm right here, Jordy. And so were Dr. Crusher and Captain Picard. Mm. He's your advisor, Jordy. You were there, too. You were there? Pew, pew, pew. Lieutenant Commander LaForge reporting for duty, Captain. Welcome back, Mr. LaForge. Geordie, this species, can you communicate with it? No. They act on instinct alone. In another few minutes, I wouldn't have responded to you, Susanna. 
Then we will leave them be. I'll order warning beacons placed in orbit and on the surface. Hopefully, no one else will have to go through what you did. Is he upset, though, about it? He's effectively you killing know. off that species. That's what I was down there. There's nobody else going to go down there. I didn't know who you were. And yet, somehow, I believed you. I trusted you. That must have been because of all the good advice I used to give you. flying away to the next episode yes sir we've got to go to the next episode <laughs> we gotta go fix a, a beacon there's an anomalies oh andy matt i don't know if you know this but uh at some point along the way i have accidentally taken off our engines <laughs> well who hopefully. knows who knows when that was there's a lot of viewing that, were, that had engines going there but now it's time for the mvc in the vastness of space, when the going gets rough, you gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You managed to not blow the ship to smithereens. That's why you're this week's MVC. Um, by now. Matt, are you making that change? Are we? Is it most valuable character? I feel like that's a weird decision at this point in the podcast. I feel like we gotta. It's Crusher. Get a sense. I understand that. I'm asking you if you're. Oh, I'm allowing Brad Arrington's distinction of character crew member or to do just you become character. Sort of throw it out there and see. Look, what it's crew member right were. now. It can be character. I don't care what people besides Brad Arrington thinks because he's doing the due diligence. That is true. Uh, it's 100% Crusher. Well, it's not 100% Crusher. Like it's 90% Crusher, but Jordy according to stuff. Brad Arrington's rules, Whoa, now it you're, could be... You went from boosting Brad Arrington <laughs> being irritated. But it could be like a 75... 0.75 to 0.25 or 0.50 to 0.50 or Brad, 0.25 let us know if you would prefer that breakdown. I feel like people... He wants are, that break. He said it that he wants that breakdown as long as it adds up to one. Right. He said it with his own words. But I don't know. It seems to me like that undermines. It seems like the whole point is not there breaking is down. There is no point. It's a podcast for people to enjoy yeah. as an entertaining process, people Andy. like rules for you to to win a game or to see uh, an evaluation. This, this is neither a game nor an evaluation. It is an evaluation. It's not like this most va- not like rewarding a uh, most valuable crew member of of the series at some sort of awards gala. We're looking at each episode. I can't believe I'm defending most valuable crew members. Really I have is. to, I have really to defend is. it from you because it really this is. is your invention and you are saying it is basically like it doesn't matter. No rule matters. No, I think we can apply to it matter. That's no, no, ridiculous. no. What I'm saying is as long as it adds up to one. I understand that. But to me, it feels more authentic if we're at least leaning a little bit towards it's these one or two people. As opposed to, eh, it's everybody, this person, 3%, this person, 7%, this person's whatever. It's like, well, that's just... Isn't that more interesting, though? It's not more interesting. If we had it's to just take a different way to do it. seven regular cast members and each give them a percentage of value for that episode, 0% Troy, 
You could do that. Two percent? No, zero percent Riker. We haven't been doing that. Four percent data. Does he? <laughs> I mean, do, I don't he know. Makes that thing. He makes, he makes the, the light. adjustment to the light. No, now he's in. Now he's thinking about it. Well, we can do it. I'm not saying we couldn't. I'm just saying I feel like it. It do undermines you know what would happen the to original Brad intention. Brain, if we tried to give a percentage uh, rating to seven I, people, as far as I can 100%. understand what he's saying, that's fine with him, which is really surprises me. But whatever the case. My main person that I would give it to is Beverly. I think she nails it every step of the way. Uh, I think Lighten does a little bit. Is Lighten considered a crew member in this episode? Once once Starfleet personnel comes on in this capacity, are they basically part of the crew? Sure. She gets the quarters. She's got a com badge. Why not? Um, and then Jordy does some. But I really, my, my vote goes all to Beverly. Your entire vote goes to Beverly Crusher? That's right. All right. And what are you doing? I'm going 0.75, Beverly Crusher, 0.25, Jordy LaForge. Fair enough. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk, but the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy's does this episode get? Although I'm realizing now that Jordy identifying that there was a being... Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Doesn't know. Doesn't oh. do anything. It just helps the audience understand what's happening. Because it doesn't. No, that, that didn't. That didn't point them toward. Once Leitner's cured, she says to Crusher, "This is what they're doing." Is the scene with Data making the light before or after the scene where they discover that Jordy's run away? It is after. So you think that that was what let him figure that out, the light situation? Maybe. Or was yeah. that more from Beverly information? It's almost like we were two people who didn't just spend an hour and 47 minutes talking about it. <laughs> okay. I'll allow that to go. Andy's, this gets how many from you? I think I liked a lot of stuff about it. I really liked the performance of late night. Wrong. It gets do. six. Next. 6.5. Oh. It's cool. I gotta give it a seven. I'm kidding. It's a six. <laughs> it's a six for the the performance of Lightner and the holodeck. It's six point five because it's. But I honestly don't know what this. I don't know what it's about thematically. I to your point, you what it's about, to your Matt, point, I don't Matt, know what I it's t- about. Told you, I cracked that code. <laughs> I don't know why we're going back to it. <laughs> All right, it's time to see what happens next week on Star Trek: The Next Generation or the Next Conversation. Here we go, everybody. A bizarre accident turns man into machine. Ooh, it's a Barkley episode. You are probably the most advanced human being who ever lived. A new power takes command of the Very Enterprise. Silly How do we get him out of there? We don't. Not without killing him. And he's sending the crew on a death mission. We are in danger. Remove yourself from the computer system. And we have lost computer control. Twelve seconds to critical. Mind trap on the next exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Somebody's taking over the Enterprise again. <sighs> um, I do really like that uh, episode. Oh, good. I like, I and by nice. really like that, I just mean like I. You know, I don't think there, I don't know of a Barkley episode I don't really like. I always like to see a Barkley. Yeah, because it's the Andy Secundo of the future. That's right. What would Andy do with the confidence of superintelligence? Oh, is that what it is? Is this like a limitless episode? Yeah, he takes five ants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny that that 
dumb joke I just made reminded me to take my own medications. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, it's time to wander back into the United Federation of Planets President's Circle. If you're familiar with uh, getting extra podcasts and what kind of a fun thing that could be, you're probably already a member. But if you would like more Andy and Matt, there's one way to get it. Two ways, really. One, work with us. The other way... <laughs> is to join the Patreon uh, and step into a world where you get another, you know, let's say you're in the, let's say you're in the president's circle. You're probably getting at least between, between three to six hours more of us a month. Depending more. on how verbose we are. And it's like, or how much time we have. That's true. Uh, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. It's too much, guys. We, <laughs> we do we do too much for you. We can't. Here's the problem with us. Oh, that was we how can't I was up. interpreting too we much. We can't shut up. Um, we have to go into the president's circle, and uh, I guess I gotta go do however, do it however you like. But the president's circle triumphant theme will play. You did it wrong. I had to go into the Ivy's glove. I thought, I thought you were. We gotta get this door fixed. Sorry. Oh boy, let me see if I can reprogram it. Hang on. Look at him working that control panel. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Okay, now we can just go through the regular President Circle door. Here we go. Wow, Andy, let's see what's happening in here. Oh, it is a heavy snowstorm. Oh, nice. Good job, Holla DJ. I guess somebody pointed out that would be an HJ, but whatevs. That's a hand job. That's one thing that an HJ could be. Uh, It's the only thing. Andy, I don't know what happened to your... uh, Do you want me to scoot over? To your list of delightful people. I mean, all we got to do is look around the room, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone's got a name tag on. Let's just make this easier on both of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really picking up in there. Andy. Matt. Let's say hello to our presidents. You guys get two podcasts a month, plus our eternal gratefulness. Oh, boy. It's Mike Jones. Over there is Scott Burnett. Oh, it's Brett Euler. There's Lieutenant Amy Giles. Oh, Stephen Price. Looking good. Nicholas Jones. Thank you. Brian MC. Thank you for wearing a uniform today. Andrew Moberg. Nice com badge. Uh, Dee Nettleton. Dean Wilson. Julie Phillips. Lieutenant Tina Rowdio. Sandra Mahler's over there with her science... Blue. Uh, Lieutenant Mike Gaylord. Uh, Brent Allard. How you doing, Brent? Good to see you. Ron LeBlanc. Oh, guys, it's Ryan Darling. Lieutenant Tom Kelsell. James Baker. Everyone's freezing in here. Cameron Harris. Uh, we got a Frederick Roy. There's some uh, down uniforms, Starfleet uniforms in the corner if anybody wants to slap them on. Jonathan Wentz. Uh, Martin Hedegaard Peterson. James Guile. Neil Studd. How you doing? Oh, I missed the... Did Cos- I skip Cosmo Moore? I yeah, sure did. did. Cosmo Moore. Cosmo. I'm sorry for skipping you. Uh, Chris Nedgwitz. 
Where are you now? We ha- you have to say Carolyn Land and Ben McClarty. Skipping all over the place. What happened to my brain? Carolyn Land and Ben McClarty. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Chris Casimiro. Uh, Linnea Thunsell. Thank you. J.D. Cohen. Uh, yep. Uh, Chris Love is here. Captain Andrew Hook. Uh, Captain, we hope you're back with us soon. Ian uh, Buckley. Christopher Malkowski. Sean Russell. Lieutenant Luke Morgan Rowe. Diane M. Martin. Oh, my God. Diane, this is crazy. You're supporting this podcast, too. Thank you so much, Diane. And thank you, Lieutenant Robin Larson. Uh, Katya Woolishin. Sky Wilson. Adam Zed. Lieutenant Jeffrey D. Hansen. Uh, Kelly Newman. Lieutenant, oh, uh, sorry. Command Master Sergeant Robert Garrison. There you go, everybody. Those are your presidents for the month of January. Um, it's freezing, Andy, so I think we should just beam out of here. All right. Two. Let's grab a couple more of these thick chips, and let's go. Oh, no. I can't beam us out. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disengage.